سلام اس پر کہ جس نے بے کسوں کی دستگیری کی سلام اس پر کہ جس نے بادشاہی میں فقیری کی اللہم صل علی سیدنا و مولانا محمد اللہم صل علی سیدنا و مولانا محمد بلند آواز انشاءاللہ ایبری تگیدر سلیدی لاؤڈر سو ایبری اس دوین در بکر and also reciting the Lord of Rasulullah sallallahu جب حسن تھا ان کا جلونما انوار کا عالم کیا ہوگا ہر کوئی فدا ہے بن دیکھے دیدار کا عالم کیا ہوگا اللہم صل على سیدنا و مولانا محمد اللہم صل على سیدنا و مولانا محمد بوبکر عمر عثمان علی اور سارے صحابہ دوزان بوبکر عمر عثمان علی اور سارے صحابہ دوزان جب بیٹھتے ہوں گے مجلس میں جب بیٹھتے ہوں گے مجلس میں تو سردار کا عالم کیا ہوگا اللہم صل على سیدنا و مولانا محمد اللہم صل على سیدنا و مولانا محمد معراج کی شب جب اللہ نے محبوب کو اپنے بلوایا معراج کی شب جب اللہ نے محبوب کو اپنے بلوایا سوچو تو صحیح ان دونوں میں سوچو تو صحیح ان دونوں میں گفتار کا عالم کیا ہوگا اللہم صل على سیدنا و مولانا محمد اللہم صل على سیدنا و مولانا محمد 
perhaps I might have mentioned this on some occasion, I cannot recall. So in any case, this ship was sailing to South Africa and this was during the World War, so it was attacked by a Japanese submarine or something and that ship eventually sank. And among the few survivors that got saved somehow, one of them was his father. He says for several days, they just floated on a piece of wood. And the wood was so small that the legs had to be hanging in the water. And from time to time, they would feel the fish nibbling at their legs and they could do nothing about it. Finally, they were rescued from three days later when apparently all hope had been lost with one other person drifting on the piece of wood with him and finally some ship came along the distance they somehow attracted the attention of that ship and they were rescued. Now imagine the scene, this is a real life situation. This is something that happened in real life. That person is floating in the middle of the ocean and with all the dangers that are obvious and one day, two days pass and now death is staring the person in the face. Now in the midst of all this, suddenly there is this shift that is passing by and it throws a lifeline now. Grab onto this and we will haul you in. Is there any sensible person, any thinking person that will say that I would like to get saved but I am not prepared to hold on to this lifeline. I want to get saved, I don't want to be sitting here in the ocean but to hold on to this lifeline, I don't want to do that. I have the strength to do it also but this is too much of an effort for me, I won't try also. So what will we say about such a person, we say no thinking person, sensible person will do this. If somebody does it, then there would be big question marks about his thinking, about his mind, about his sanity. Middle of the ocean, you want to get saved, you want to be rescued, but you are not prepared to hold up to the lifeline. So we can very easily understand this situation that anybody will have hang on to it, anybody will do grab onto it. So likewise, Allah Ta'ala also from time to time throws a lifeline to His bandhas. That those who are in the middle of the ocean of sins, they are about drowning in all kinds of evil. person is drowning in the evil of rebirth sometimes. person is drowning in the evil of lust person is drowning in the evil of intoxicants, person is drowning in the evil of other evils, gambling, whatever else, adultery and fornication. And outwardly it seems like now this is it, person is just sinking deeper and deeper. But from time to time Allah Ta'ala also throws a lifeline, like for example the month of Ramadan that is on our doorstep. The 15th of Shaban is already one lifeline. 
that is round the corner, few days away. And this too is a deal that the 15th of Shaban comes at the doorstep of Ramadan. Two weeks before Ramadan comes the 15th of Shaban, the auspiciousness of this night. Who made it auspicious? Allah Ta'ala made it auspicious. It could have been the 15th of uh, Muharram, it could have been the 15th of Safar, could have been long before Ramadan. Why just two weeks before Ramadan? Like some times when there's a major occasion, when there's some preparation beforehand, there's some cleanup, there's some uh, mental preparation, there's all external arrangements in place. This 15th of Shaban is so to say apparently a cleanup time, a mental preparation time. Then get ready for what's to come. So make Tawbah istighfar, cleanse yourself and come back to Allah Ta'ala already so that the next two weeks thereafter at least will go in a proper way because now you're facing something major coming in front of you and then hopefully when the month of Ramadan comes, this lifeline comes then a person will grab onto it with both hands. Many a times a person says that it's very difficult to give up something. How can a person give up what I am involved in? This is something I just can't imagine giving up. Very difficult. Say, Deen is easy. How can it be easy? This is such a difficult thing. I can't control my gains. I can't stop looking at haram on my phone. I can't stop getting caught up in every trap of the internet. And I can't end up coming out of this and coming out of that. (coughs) So, Deen is very easy. But we make things difficult for ourselves. A person who is addicted to some drug, and he says, it's not possible to give up drugs. And it is something which I can't do without in life. So anybody who says it's easy not to smoke something intoxicating, I don't believe it. It's very difficult not to smoke it. So is that something anybody will accept? Any sane person will accept? He says, no, you put yourself in that fire. You put yourself in that fire, now you are burning. Had you not touched it, then millions of people have never touched it and they, mashallah, more than happy they would never touched it. And they don't have any intention of ever touching it. So life is carrying on comfortably for them. Person never got involved in looking at haram on his phone, on the internet, whatever. So alhamdulillah, life is carrying on comfortably for him. He is not being dragged in any direction. He doesn't feel those uh, temptations <coughs> overwhelming him. He's also in some, something might tempt him, but he is not <coughs> caught up in something because he didn't put his hand in the fire. So in any case, being is very easy. Being is extremely easy. Sometimes a person now is under a whole mountain of debt. Says, what happened? He says, no, well, my daughter got married, my son got married, and now I have to do this and do that and do the other. So now I'm really in a difficult situation, drowning in this debt now. So the deen tell us to undertake all that. Did Islam tell us to do all those things and to go through all that, even let alone the wastage, even haram. So we bring it upon ourselves. Islam is very easy. Marriage is so simple. It is like reading Shurakas Namaz. That Nikah is as easy as reading Shurakas Namaz. 
we make it difficult. It becomes difficult. But Allah Ta'ala's mercy is still beyond that. That those who have made something difficult for them, Allah Ta'ala still says, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِ Allah Ta'ala says to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, O Nabi of Allah, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِي Allah Ta'ala is saying, O my servants, whatever you are, wherever you go trap yourself in, whatever difficulty you brought upon yourself, whatever you addicted yourself to, but you still mind. Can we imagine the mercy of Allah Ta'ala? In dunya, there isn't any love greater than the love of a mother for her child. In human beings, even in animals. Certain part of life in the animals, they will give their life for the child. Then the animal kingdom is something else. After a certain period of time, when the child has grown to a certain point, some animals actually chase it out. And those in some that live like animals, unfortunately, they adopt the same way also. After a certain period of time, you go your way, it will go away. So in any case, in principle, there is no love beyond, in dunya, beyond the love that a mother has for her child. But yet, even in that, despite that love, a time comes sometimes when a mother says to her, the child, please don't ever see me again. How many times it happens? What pain she might have experienced to say that. But from time to time these cases come that the mother says, please don't, I don't have anything from, to do with you. You are no more my child. So despite that love and that bond which is natural, but a mother also sometimes comes to that point where she doesn't have anything to do with the child. Allah Ta'ala's mercy and love is beyond everything. Allah Ta'ala says, no matter what you've done, who you are, where you may be, what condition you may be, but Allah Ta'ala says, you are mine. And come back. And my doors of mercy are open. Allah Ta'ala throws this lifeline. This 15th of Shaban. This month of Ramadan comes. These are the lifelines Allah Ta'ala is throwing to us. Now if a person in the midst of all whatever is happening, he still says, but I don't want to hold on to the lifeline. So, can it then happen then? Allah Ta'ala says, Anul wa antum laha Are we going to impose this on you if you don't want it also? The doors are wide open, but you have to make some effort. So now this Mubarak time is coming. This 15th of Shaban is right a few days away on our doorstep. The month of Ramadan is also almost on the doorstep. The issue is, are we ready for it? So there's a preparation for it. Person, there's one small wedding in the house also. There's preparations for it from so long. Because of this bond between two people that will be created by Nikah. The month of Ramadan is that month where there will be the bond that will be created and an opportunity for a bond to be created between Banda and Khuda, between the servant and his creator. So when the, for the small little situation in dunya, there is so much of preparation for it. What about this occasion that is coming which will bond the Banda to his Rabb? 
So what is this preparation that we have to do? A person prepares for what he has to achieve. A person is going overseas on a business trip. So he prepares. Now he even prepares for, he has to eat something, so he will take something along to eat. He has to sleep also. So he makes some arrangements for that. Whether he is making some booking or whatever the case is. So that is part of his preparation. He will probably meet some friends. So he is making some preparation for that too. He is taking some gifts along for them. But he is going on a business trip. So what is his main preparation for? His preparation for that trip is primarily what is going to make that trip successful in the manner that he earns the maximum profit out of this trip. Whatever deals he will tie up, whatever else he will do, that must eventually earn the maximum profit. This is the preparation which he will undertake. Uh, he prepared his food and he prepared the whatever bookings and arrangements had to be made and he took gifts for his friends and he whatever other things he needed, some pleasures and pleasures. But he went there and he realized he didn't prepare anything to tie up those deals. As a result, the time came and went. Now when he came back, he's empty handed. He had a good time. He met his friends and went some sightseeing, whatever else. But he's come back empty handed. In terms of the objective for what he went. So the primary preparation would be for what one wants to achieve out of it. What do we want to achieve out of Ramadan? Is what Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with Ramadan for. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu kutiba alaykum usiyamu kama kutiba alaykum bin qablikum la'allakum tattakoon. Allah Ta'ala says this fasting has been prescribed upon you like it was prescribed upon those before you la'allakum tattakoon. So that you may acquire taqwa. This is the object of Ramadan. So now from now the preparation has to start in that manner with those amal that will enable us to achieve that taqwa. So what are these things? There are many many things but in the short time just to touch on a few things. In the Quran Sharif, Allah gives us several prescriptions for taqwa. And a combination of all these things will eventually enable us to acquire this wealth. One prescription Allah Ta'ala gives us Ya ayyuhal ladheena aamanu attaqullaha wal tanzur nafsum ma qaddamat lighat attaqullaha All you believe Fiya Allah Ta'ala wal tanzur nafsum ma qaddamat lighat That every soul consider what has he sent ahead for tomorrow Tomorrow when there will be no link with dunya There's nothing that can be then transferred No EFT is come from dunya it's what's already gone in advance. Once a person is in the hereafter, then nothing will come along with him. A kafam, there's no pockets in there. And if a person takes some check along, then it bounce back also. And there's no EFT from dunya personally. Yes, the person has done some amal which have perpetual rewards, sadaqah, jariya, in the various different forms. Then inshallah that will continue to accrue to him. But otherwise, personally he can't do anything. Nothing from inside. Once he's gone, he's gone. Now this consciousness of Akhirat, this Allah says, وَالْتَنْزُرْ نَفْسُمْ مَا قَدَّمَتْ لِغَدْ This is coming afterwards, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهِ This is a prescription for taqwa. And after this again, وَالْتَّقُوا اللَّهِ That a person who 
creates this consciousness of Akhirat. And he is forever conscious about death. <coughs> this will develop the reality of Taqwa. person knows for sure that he is going to be now meeting death in five minutes time. Allah forbid, he has been now captured somewhere and telling five minutes time you are going to be now killed, martyred, whatever. You got five minutes. In that five minutes, you got ten minutes, maybe they say half an hour, maybe say one hour. Let's say you got one day. Can you imagine this person at that time, he knows now, he's been told you've got one day left, that he will now decide what sin can I commit? What haram can I get myself involved in? When Ali from South Africa had gone to Pakistan in Jamaat, so he was giving his Karguzari his report back. So among the places he went to visit was one prison, one of the high security, maximum security prisons, whatever. In any case, they took him through all the different sections. <coughs> Eventually, there was one last section. And that last section were like individual cells. And on those individual cells, on that door, gate, whatever was there, on each cell there was just a date. No name, just a date. Whatever date. 5th of November, 11th of September, and whatever else, date in the full year and so on. <coughs> So he looked into those, because I can see from the outside inside, and it was an ajeeb scene. Every cell the person was, somebody was sleeping, he was sleeping, he was awake, then you could see this person is in some other state, either somewhere involved in ibadat already, every person had grown his beard, every person was in, you could see like some piety in the person. He asked, what is this? These are all on death row. All these people are on death row. And these dates are here. What is the date that this person is going to be hanged? Or in whichever way he's going to be he's going to be killed. Whatever he did, somebody committed murder, somebody committed something. Now they were already inside. Now when this date was now written there, the person's life started changing, he's counting days. Whereas the reality is that he could be gone before the date on the date came. That might be still six months away. He could be gone six minutes away. But because now there's a date which he sees as the end, and he's not going to go beyond that date, he also probably is conscious of the fact it might come before, but in his mind he has accepted, so to say, whereas that's not necessarily the case, Allah who comes something could change. But in his mind and heart, he has accepted that that is the maximum. That's where it ends. So now his whole life will transform. So this is a consciousness of akhirat. And the reality of death. That a person, when he is conscious of this, then this becomes the means of acquiring taqwa. Because now, if he knows I'm going just now, tomorrow is going to be my last day, or today is my last day, tomorrow I'm not going to be around. So now, would he think about cheating somebody? Let's just make a quick buck now. He's got only one day. Somehow he's been given the day. You got tomorrow. Tomorrow you're going to be gone. He'll decide to cheat anyone. He'll decide to do something underhand. He'll decide to take his phone out and look at some haram. He'll want to go to the internet. 
we want to do some other evil deeds, nothing. Allah is giving us this prescription. Now this is what we have to constantly remind ourselves of. And to set a time, dedicate time daily. Just even if it's three minutes, for a person to sit and imagine his own death. What's going to be my condition when my last moment comes? How am I going to face Allah? What's my condition in the cover? Visualize that whole scene of death and all the things that happen from the time a person is breathing his last to the time he's buried in the cover. All this is happening to me. Unfortunately, even while we are at the Qabristan, while we are carrying a mayyid, while we are seeing that person being buried, even at that time too, we don't remember our death. Whereas, in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu says that initially I had forbidden you from visiting the Qabristan right in the early stages because there were some beliefs etc. from Jahiliyyah which were wrong. So in order to first allow the Imani qualities to develop and establish, Nabi Sallallahu initially forbade even going to the Qabristan unless going to bury somebody. After that, don't go. But then Nabi Sallallahu says, But now I'm telling you, go and visit it regularly. Because visiting the graves, it reminds you of death. Who's death? When a person goes to the Qabristan, just to go and uh, visit the Qabristan, so does he go to remember those who have already passed away? That they, how they passed away? No, it's meant to, yes, he will go and decide something, he will go and make dua for the deceased, but it's meant to remind him also of his own death. But while busy with the janazah, while putting sand in the grave with our own hands, but unfortunately throughout that entire procedure, sometimes it even happens, in that entire duration, a person has tied up some deer also. In that entire duration while he was in the Qabristan, he has already decided that which car he has to buy now. In that entire duration while in the Qabristan, he's already working out which phone calls he has to make, he didn't make it yesterday. And all the other things of dunya that he has to do. Because at least that was the time to remind ourselves of our death. While seeing that Mayyid there, to think that's me. While carrying the janazah, to think tomorrow it's me inside. Somebody else will be standing down there. While Loading that mayyid into the cover to see ourselves being lowered in the cover. So, this is something to be done regularly, daily, to think about that. What an ajeeb way this is being expressed. The purpose or the, the lesson that is being given is the lesson of remembering death excessively. But how is it being expressed? Every word of Rasulullah is a lesson and a miracle itself. Akfiru zikra hazimil ladzat. Excessively remember that which will sever all pleasures. What will sever all pleasures? And what severs all pleasures? Remember that. Because when a person is steeped in leisure and pleasure, the furthest thing from his mind is death. It won't happen. Just now, sitting with somebody, he was talking about something that happened many, many years ago. He said it was late at night. He was about, well, his wife was about 35 years old. Everything was normal. He went to sleep at night. And 
about one o'clock in the morning, his father knocks on his room door, sees whatever his wife's name was, why is she lying on the floor? So she apparently went to the bathroom and she collapsed and that was it, gone. Mm-hmm. Everything was carrying on fine, life was like, was still carry on, everybody would be around for a long, long time. And he went to sleep with everything normal and in the middle of the night, the mother is gone, the little children are behind, the husband is there, gone, finished. No way of coming back. This is the same thing we all have to face someday. So this is the first prescription to now start remembering death daily, sometime, one minute. Remind ourselves of that death and remind ourselves of how imminent it is. It could come now, it could come just now. Then the second prescription, Ya ayyuhalladina amanuttaqullah wa qulu qawlan sadeeda. These are all prescriptions of taqwa. Allah says, fear Allah Ta'ala and speak that which is correct. Control your tongue. And if a person ponders carefully how many things we get involved in, how many wrongs, how many evils, purely due to the misuse of the tongue. How many hearts a person breaks, purely because of the tongue. The hand, hand can only eat so much. But the tongue, its effects will go to the other end of the world also. How many sins we incur, whether it is rebirth and backbiting, whether it is vulgar languages, whether it is speaking harshly, sometimes a person is speaking harshly to his parents, whereas the Quran says, Don't even say uff to them. But that becomes a sin that a person is speaking in a harsh manner to his own parents. Whereas he has to be absolutely humble in front of them. Totally humble yourself in front of your parents. So this, if a person starts controlling his tongue, which is a mujahada, the hand will get tired, the legs get tired, the eyes will get tired, they start drooping, and everything is tired, but the tongue is something that seldom ever gets tired. And sometimes when a person is sleeping already, it's fast asleep, but sometimes even then to the tongue doesn't stop, you speak of it. So controlling the tongue, person who starts controlling his tongue will develop taqwa in him because now he'll be conscious all the time. What am I saying? Am I saying the right thing? Am I saying the right thing in the right way? One is to say the right thing. Am I saying the right thing in the right way? How many things is going to make him think before he utters that statement? That thinking and that pondering, that reflecting that is developing this taqwa. Why is he thinking? Why is he reflecting? So that Allah Ta'ala must not get displeased. Otherwise, he'll say what he wants. It hurts somebody, so what? If his wife gets hurt in the process and breaks her heart, so what? His parents' heart gets broken, so what? His, anybody else, he tramples on in the process with his tongue, so what? So the taqwa is not there, then it'll be so what? But when a person is reflecting, he's thinking, he's pondering, and then if he slipped up, he's making amends also. So all this is only so that Allah Ta'ala remains pleased with him. This is what taqwa is all about. Allah Ta'ala will become displeased. So the first was the remembrance of death. These are just some pointers from the Quran Chaneh. The second is this controlling of the tongue. Outwardly it sounds very, very... By the way, this is the crux of so many things. 
and the advices of Prophet ﷺ, which we discussed on many occasions, 4,000 advices he gave over time, and he said, I'm selecting 4 out of 4,000. And when he selected 4 out of 4,000, top of the list, control your tongue. So 4,000 advices, the cream of the crop, he selects 4, out of the 4, top of the list, first thing he says, control your tongue. The third prescription the Quran gives, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu attaqullah wa kunu ma'as sadiqeen O you who believe, fear Allah ta'ala and be with the truthful Who are the sadiqeen? In another ayat Allah ta'ala says Ula'ika al-ladheena sadaqu wa ula'ika humul muttaqun The sadiqeen are the muttaqeen That with those who already have this taqwa in them There's no limit to what taqwa can be but they have more taqwa than apparently what we can imagine within ourselves. We keep ourselves in that kind of company. When a person will keep in the company of pious people, pious friends, pious associates, then that must <coughs> rub off onto him. Like how the evil rubs off, the good will rub off. If the evil can change a person into evil company, can change a person and change his whole character and change everything. Then why won't good change a person also? Good company change a person. So this company, and company as we many times mentioned, is not restricted and confined to human company. <coughs> company, a person is reading a book that is company also. It can make him, it can break him, depending on what he's reading. It can make his iman, it can break his iman. How many people read things and now they start having doubts? Iman is yaqeen. Another person entertaining doubts about fundamental aspects of deen. Where's the yaqeen then? All this electronic media. So now this is a preparation for Ramadan. That to clean up the association, to clean up that company. Otherwise in Ramadan also, the company would drag a person in any direction. How many times a person later on, after Ramadan comes, I just wasted this whole Ramadan in so much of haram. One is okay, that, that too is a sad situation that a person says, I didn't really apply myself and make any ibadat, I didn't do so many good things. But imagine that a person in the month of Ramadan comes and goes and he spent that time in engaging in haram, in so many illicit things, in still looking at that haram, in so many other evils. Then what a dangerous thing this is. That very well known hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, came and stood on the middle, stood the first step and said, Ameen, the second step, Ameen, the third step, Ameen, and then he came down. The Sahaba asked him, You did something we never saw before. So he replied and said, The Jibreel came. And when I stood on the first step, he cursed one person. I said, Ameen. Then the second step, the third step, one of them was that made that person be destroyed. Who, who one or both of his parents reach old age and he does not gain Jannah out of serving them. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is saying this. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is saying, Amin. Can you imagine? Person gets to Haram Sharif, gets into the Mubarak Masjid of Rasulullah in some far distant corner of the Masjid, but he regards it as the greatest blessing that could be and he engages in dua with such great hope that inshallah this dua will get accepted right here in the Harukhari. Can we imagine the dua 
اور نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ان در مسجد نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سے ایک آمین اینڈ آن ہیز ممبر سیکنڈ پرسن وی دیٹ پرسن بی ڈسٹروئڈ ہو مائی نیم از مینشن ان فرنٹ آف ہم اینڈ ہی فیس ٹو ڈیسائڈ ٹو روچ اینڈ دا من ادر کا رمضان فلم جو دیٹ پرسن بی ڈسٹروئڈ تو رمضان کیم اینڈ ہی فیل ٹو گین ہز فوگنیس بیکاز یو آر سو نگلیکٹ فور سو کیجول bringing all the istifad that we need to bring in, that inabat, and that turning towards Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala, that Tawbah and Istighfar is already in earnest happening. person is making every effort to start cutting out all the things from his life that shouldn't be there. So, inshallah, inshallah, by the time the month of Ramadan comes, a person is fully prepared to take the maximum benefit of the Mubarak. So this is a time that we need to start preparing already. The Mubarak day is already with us. The 15th of Shaban is here. This is another subject on its own, but there's two parts in the Sufteenth of Shaban. It's Hukukullah and Hukukul Ibad, which is highlighted. No time to go into the subject in details, but the lesson in this is that this becomes also that stop before the event, that clear everything, clear the Hukukullah also, clear the Hukukul Ibad as well. So that your movement forward is without any hindrance, without any obstacle. May Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala enable us to receive these Mubarak days in a correct way and achieve the maximum in these days. Wa'akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillah.
ولمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم انك انت الاعز الاكرم ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قره اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما واجعلنا للمتقين اماما واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه انك لا تخلف النعام اله العالمين يا الله ومصلحك الله ومصلحك الله ومصلحك الله اله العالمين يا الله ودمو يا خبتك يا الله ودمو سنتي يا الله يا الله دوم يا جاوني تنتي تتو سنتي يا الله يا الله بدي اسيري يا يوزي يا الله يا الله يو ميك اس يوزي يا الله اله العالمين فقيم اول اوه سنتي يا الله فقيم اوه ميجين ماك سنتي يا الله فقيم سنتي يا الله فقيم سنتي يا الله forgive the sins done deliberately and mistakenly allah ilahu alamin ya allah you completely forgive us ya allah ilahu alamin make us your true and obedient servants ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah enable us to be all the time in the shadow of your obedience ya allah and the same as every haram ya allah same as all the evils ya allah same as all the filth ya allah ilahu alamin take us the sins of the eyes ya allah and the same as the sins of the ears ya allah same as the sins of the tongue ya allah same as the sins of the heart ya allah and the purify our hearts ya allah purify our hearts ya allah and purify our hearts ya allah and fill our hearts with your محبت ya allah and fill our hearts with your محبت ya allah fill our hearts with محبت rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and fill our hearts with محبت din ya allah and fill our hearts with محبت the quran sharif ya allah fill our hearts with love of salah ya allah fill our hearts with love of zikr and dua ya allah ilahu alalami take out all the haram love from our hearts ya allah and take out all the illicit things from our hearts ya allah and take out all the evil from our hearts ya allah بيد وحاد تفصل امري فيه يا الله ودي كونتينر يا بيد يا الله يلا نكتب ايفريثينج كلين يا الله نكتب هوم كلين يا الله نكتب كارت كلين يا الله نكتب كلوت كلين يا الله وات از هابن تو اس بيد وحاد تو فلتين ذا يا الله ilah ala bi yukri fa'a wa hasi allah ala yukun ti allah ala bi kitsi allah that shines out to the angels ya allah ilah ala bi ya allah ala you guide us and protect us ya allah ala save us all the fitna and fasad ya allah save our families ya allah save our friends and relatives ya allah save the entire ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Ya Allah show down your rahmat of the ummah ya Allah. Ya Allah show down your maghfirat of the ummah ya Allah. Ya Allah remove the difficulties of the ummah ya Allah. Remove the hardships of the ummah ya Allah. Ya Allah throughout the world over the Muslims are suffering remove the difficulties and hardships ya Allah. Grant our kids every Muslim ya Allah. Ilahu alamin those who are suffering ya Allah. Oppression remove the oppression from them ya Allah. Ya Allah those who are in poverty give them food to eat ya Allah. Ya Allah give halal and give risk to one all ya Allah. Ilahu alamin those who are without shelter give them shelter to live ya Allah. Ilahu alamin ya Allah grant our kids to one Allah give us all the difficulties and hardships ya Allah ilahu alamin ya Allah tell us you guide and protect us ya Allah tell us we can protect ourselves ya Allah tell us don't leave us for ourselves to the brink of an eye ya Allah ilahu alamin don't leave us for ourselves to the brink of an eye ya Allah Allahu waqiyatan kawaqiyatil wadid Allahu waqiyatan kawaqiyatil wadid Allahu waqiyatan kawaqiyatil wadid 
Then they look after us, Ya Allah. The big doesn't save us like how little babies look after, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. And then you give us a tawfiq of following the Sunnah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then let us live his way of life, Ya Allah. And then save us from the way of the Yahud and the Sarah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Enable us to, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill the haq and the right of these Mubarak days that are coming, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the wealth of taqwa, Ya Allah. Grant us the wealth of taqwa, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with taqwa, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let us live our whole life with taqwa, Ya Allah. All we have is, Ya Allah, things and weaknesses and faults, Ya Allah. Without any hisab, we are sent to the Lord, Ya Allah. Accept all the efforts of being, Ya Allah. And throughout the world, we have the Jamaat of making that accepted, Ya Allah. Make it a means of denying the Lord and Wai, Ya Allah. And accept the efforts of the Masari, the Madaris, and Makati, Ya Allah. Accept the efforts of the Hanfaz, Ya Allah. Accept the efforts of the Ulama, Ikram, Ya Allah. And accept the efforts of every effort of being, Ya Allah. All the organizations of being, Ya Allah. Allah, and drive all to the state path, Ya Allah. And enable all the efforts to happen in the way of the Sunnah of Rasulullah. And I grant acceptance to one and all, Ya Allah. And I grant to unseen help to one and all, Ya Allah. Allah, Ya Allah, grant help to the Muslims throughout the world, Ya Allah. Allah, Ya Allah, all the good that Rasulullah begged for. Ya Allah, we also begged for all the good, Ya Allah. Whatever Rasulullah sought refuge from, Ya Allah, you grant us refuge as well, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those are sick with them, Shifaya Kamila, Adila, Mustafa, Daima. Ya Allah, give them every case of the illness, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who are present, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you're the Lord of the unseen, Ya Allah. You know what each person's cry is, Ya Allah. You know what each person's need is, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill each one's needs of the grave, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Remove all these tension and the worries and stress and depression, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Allah, you grant happiness to one and all, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the hearts of one and all, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the hearts of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the hearts of families, Ya Allah. Unite the entire Ummah of Rasulullah.